Welcome to You Still, a podcast hosted by me, Ella Delancey-Jones. We talk about motherhood, the absolute elation and the surprises, as well as attempting to bridge the gap between who we were before we had our children and who we are now. Don't forget to follow at You Still Podcast on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss a thing. It's lovely to have you here. everyone. Well it's been a few weeks hasn't it? I can't believe how many weeks it's been actually. I'm sure you can tell from my voice I'm not exactly that well. In between Will being away for work and just some stuff with work and illnesses which have hit us over and over again and some pretty heavy stuff actually. Like Polly's been in hospital a couple of times. Yeah it's been a few rough weeks so I had all intentions of getting this episode out and I think I've said a couple of times on my Instagram oh yeah it's gonna be out this week just to give myself a bit of accountability but then it always gets to a point I'm like something else something else comes up and it's just been one thing after another and you know what actually I don't know why I'm like apologizing because I always hated that like if you watch someone on YouTube and they come on they're like oh sorry guys I haven't uploaded in so long and it's like do you know what no one cares no one is sitting around being like (laughs) lauding you being like she hasn't uploaded in so long but I have had a few people ask and and it's been really hanging over me I really wanted to get this last episode out so here it is I'm really excited to get this one out it's been a long time coming and (laughs) I luckily I didn't I didn't have this voice while we were recording um so I really hope you enjoy it and I will catch you in the next series Hello Will, thank you for coming on the final episode of the first season of You Still. Thank you for having me. No problem, of course, how could I not? It was actually one of the first things I thought about actually when I when I wrote, well I started sorting out the seasons, I was like I have to have Will on here, obviously you are the person that made me a mum. You're welcome. Thank you. It's currently Saturday night, yeah, Saturday night, Polly has just gone down so we're kind of being a bit rogue to be honest because she might wake up we've got dinner in the oven and we're going to crack through this it's been a bit of a while actually since i've released an episode i had a little bit of a break because we had a bit of an illness in the house and we were all completely wiped out by it it was awful wasn't it yeah don't miss it no it's one of those ones where like everyone's ill and where usually we could just lie on the sofa and do nothing we had a child that was ill as well but still had an insane amount of energy non-stop so yeah, how are you feeling about the podcast? Are you excited? I'm really proud of you. I, I think oh. it's in, I, I, I can't comprehend how you manage to fit everything into your day and, and keep powering through. I think it's incredible. Thank you. Do you know what, actually now, because we at the time of recording, Polly's just turned 11 months old and I started the podcast and all the work for that when she was eight months old and actually thinking back it was pretty much coming to the end of that really crazy bad sleep so actually thinking about it I don't know how I did it either and now I'm obviously gonna do season two which is insane I'm very excited but yeah thank you I really appreciate you saying that so as I say at the time of recording Polly is 11 months old she is I would say probably very much on the way to walking, do you think? 100%, yeah. Yeah, like... I think in the, in the next month, I think once she's got the first three steps down, she's on two at the moment. Yeah. 
she'll be off and away. Yeah, she will. And I think it'll make things a little bit easier because when we go out, obviously she can cruise around and she can walk She can walk by holding stuff. But if she's not holding on to something, obviously she's on the floor. So we were in a pub today, actually, and the floor was like proper dirty and she was trying to crawl around. And I was like, don't. I 100% disagree with you. What do you mean? I think it's going to be chaos once she, once she can walk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, now she can only sort of escape as far as she can bum shuffle. Yeah. Right? And she needs support. Like, now if you, you put her down at baby group or something and the door's open, she'll ringlead everyone out. She's So it's off. only going to be... Um, it's only going to get It's worse. only going to get... Yeah, it's only going to exacerbate the problem. The thing I'm kind of, like, not worried about, but I'm a bit like, oh, God, I can't can't be bothered for this is obviously at the moment because she can't walk and she's in the pram but i think once she figures out that she can walk you know i can i can go into town and be like bam 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 get all my errands done go to the post office go to tesco do everything i feel like when she figures out that she can walk she's going to be like i want to get down and it's going to take me three thousand years what do you think at the moment she's she's pretty keen to be wheeled around but once she's i think once she's got a taste for walking there'll be no looking back excited though it's the next step and she's going to be one next month literally one next month what is that about can you believe we've got we've got a nearly one-year-old no <laughs> not at all isn't it crazy i feel like around this time and coming up to her birthday is kind of a bit of a time for self-reflection and, and reflection on the journey a little bit so like i think we've always talked about everything and and you know the the pregnancy and the birth which again i think i'm gonna talk about in a, in an episode in full but we do talk about it quite often and we do look at pictures but i think around the time of her birthday we're gonna kind of think about that journey and and think about that night i mean obviously around the 18th 19th we, we can sort of go back and say at this time we were doing this and at this time we were doing this it's gone really fast but it seems like no time at all at the same time it's, it's quite weird it is isn't it like i can still remember really clearly my life before and even like before pregnancy i can remember that because a lot of people say oh no i don't i can't remember what life was like before them and i think that's a bit bullshit because i definitely can i can remember going out on a night out and not having to worry about trains and not having to worry about getting back and i can remember yeah that was my job yeah that was your job <laughs> And I can remember waking up at like 10 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock in the morning and being like, oh, should we, should we go and get breakfast somewhere or should we just stay in bed? I can remember that very fucking clearly. Do you know what I mean? But then also at the same time, I can't imagine life without her now. Even though, yes, sometimes I yearn for a bloody light in. Even if we could light in to a degree, I, I'm not sure what we'd know. Having lived with a baby for a year, I don't think we'd know what to do properly with a lion anymore. To be fair, I think you're right because the, the, the time that we've had together that's been... Like, when we go to New York, I think we're going to go... You know, sometimes when I've got a bit of spare time, right, I have a bit of paralysis. I'm like, oh, my God, I could do this, but I could do this. I probably should do this, but I could do this. And when we go to New York, I and mean, obviously we have no... It's not like we have a few hours to, like, go out and go wild and enjoy a party and then come back and then parent the next day. Like, we're going to have time we're gonna have nights where we can just do whatever we want and we haven't had that for over a year well even since i was pregnant with covid like we haven't had that kind of freedom so i think we're gonna i don't know i don't know if we're gonna go wild or we're gonna be like i, don't I know, think it's all, all relative me going wild and you going wild oh are, are different aren't they two very different things yeah, yeah they are but yeah i know you come along for the ride and you can go wild too you think we're going to bloody Times square mate there's i think there's gonna be like there must be a massive 
massive M&M's world that you can go mad in. But yeah, I'm excited for this. I am very excited. So obviously we're coming up to the year mark now. And over this year, there's been amazing joys. We've, been, we've obviously loved watching Polly grow. There have been some challenges. But how have you enjoyed being a dad and parenthood so far? I've really enjoyed being a dad. And I've really enjoyed how my life has changed. Both like the rewarding bits and the challenges. It's been fun. It's also been periods where it's just been tiring and it's not a case of every minute being like on fire 100%. It's been just an amazing journey to see this little pipsqueak that was her, her head was inside the palm of my hand who came out mm. in the fourth percentile go from this... 0.4. 0.4. Um, yeah, to get that, have that from being a tiny baby in the palm of my hand to literally being this toddler that's walking around punching tv screens literally uh, yeah it's it's been um fantastic to see to see that that develop and it's been it's just been it's a great experience i think it's brought a lot of people a lot closer together which has been mm. really nice and i think it, it's hopefully planted the idea in other people's heads that they can do it too they can join dad club Way. Yeah. do you know what it's funny what you said about her being north 0.4 percentile is um obviously she was really tiny she was four pound ten when she was born and now i mean she's not that much now I, I can't i don't know how much she weighs now but she's still tiny she still could fit into three to six months clothes but like what i find is so funny is when we had her and we would be so gentle with her because she was the most delicate thing in the world and we'd pass it we'd be like have you got her have you got her and now it's like what do you say power bomb power bomb power <laughs> as my snap. friend dan would say it's a father's right to power bomb his child <laughs> <laughs> I, I i think i think because she came out and like she was almost like a frog she was so set in a little position and her arms mm. would slowly move out whereas now she thinks it's hilarious to be thrown up caught you know span round yeah, all constantly of, all falling of that on jazz. Her ass. Yeah. Like literally she's just every single day she's like, I'm like, Oh my god, are you okay? And she's like, I'm okay, mum. <laughs> Obviously not like that. I don't know what that American accent is about. Yeah, but she loves it. She's a very physical baby. I don't know whether how you'd describe it, like a very physical and very agile child. She's just literally for the minute she could realise that, oh my god, I'm not just a potato. She just wants to be up and doing and she doesn't really not much phases her. Like when she gets hurt, she might cry for a couple of seconds and you give her a cuddle and and, you, and it's like she just wants to get down. She's like, oh I've got It's all this. about the distraction, yeah. I think more than anything it's an initial shock. Mm. And then she realises you pick her up, she's crying, then you she sees that you've got a rattle in your other hand and that becomes the world's important. greatest priority doesn't really have screaming, screaming about. I say screaming about don't yet. I mean, um, she, there's time. There's still time. Well, there's still time. But this is the thing. Obviously, I don't want to get too like cocky about it and being like, ah, oh, our baby is amazing, and she just yeah, she doesn't do tantrums and blah blah. Because obviously, there's going to be people people listening to this who are further along in their journey who are going to be like, oh, just you wait. But something I was literally thinking about today as well, just because of what you were saying about that she doesn't cry and stuff, is that when she was born and I, we used to go out, I used to be honestly buzzing, buzzing with anxiety. Like we'd be in bloody 
Slough Tesco, uh, she would be, and I'd be going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, in my head, because I knew we were counting down to like the hour and a half max that she could go without milk. And that was half inbuilt to me because of, she was on a feeding schedule in hospital, but it was half, she literally couldn't go any, any longer without milk, without having a bit of a cry. And I remember being like, oh my God, oh my God, what are we gonna do if she cries? If she, get, if she cries in the queue and we haven't paid yet? And like, I used to get myself really tied up in knots. And then today, I think, like we went out with my mum to lunch, we got home and it, I was giving her a bath or something and I just thought, oh my God, like literally, she I mean, she behaved really well in the restaurant. But I just thought, do you know what? There's so many people out there, especially in, in the early days where you have a baby and you're like, what am I doing? And there's sometimes you, you see other mothers who look like they've got it together, they're really calm, they're like, they, they understand how to like look after their children basically. And they look like great mums and you're like, God, I can't imagine being like that. Because I remember being in that queue and thinking, oh my God, am I ever gonna, am I ever gonna be not this anxious? Am I ever gonna be able to feel at ease? And then just going out with her, going on the train with her, taking her places, it's like second nature now and there's nothing that she could do that would embarrass me or make me panic obviously apart from like health or safety stuff there's nothing that she if she had a cry or a meltdown or I don't want to call them meltdowns there's obviously you know an emotional reaction to something there's nothing that she could do that would make, make me embarrassed in front of other people that would make me panic I know that I can deal with it I mean I think maybe I'm saying it because I'm quite lucky as you said, that she's an amazing child. But yeah, it's it's just it's just like night and day the way I felt then to how I feel now. Yeah, I think you develop a bit of confidence with anything. You start to learn what makes her tick and mm. you, you learn the signs. So what would previously have escalated really quickly, you can nip in the bud. You learn that no one knows your child better than you. So there was times where I'd be like worried about people judging me or crying and I'm not doing something right or something and you kind of get to the point where you're like actually I'm the person in charge and you you it, it came on very suddenly I was like oh I'm the mum and I'm the grown-up and you're the dad and you're the grown-up and we are the ones that are making the decisions then I think feel like once that clicked it was like oh okay so I know there must be lots of things because there's lots of things that I love as well but what is your favorite thing about being a dad i think it's it's watching polly grow as i said previously from this tiny little speck all the way up to what she is now and watching all the watching her learn things and the, like how proud she is once she's achieved something or other oh my god like, her proud face like, <laughs> yeah when there's like recently she's just just worked out how to use a little walker by herself and uh, yeah Thinks she's hot shit, doesn't she? Really? Yeah, she, she, she's Billy Big Bollock. She's like, oh, look at me, mum. Look at me, dad. It's yeah. It's not just primarily. It, it's how much joy she brings to other people, like, and how how happy she makes other people, or even people she doesn't know. It, when you walk around town with her, and like, because she is so small, mm. you know, every everyone stops, and she's got a very annoying habit if you're trying to queue or do something in a in a hurry of waving at people. <laughs> waving, yeah. 
but she's she's managed to get like me to be nicer to the general public. But the thing is, you've got like a double whammy because you've got not only have you got a really cute baby in a pram, you've also got one of those faces. Yeah. You've got honestly, Will's just got one of those faces, and that people gravitate towards him to always ask him like directions, like randomly just start talking to him, like men, don't they? Men, and, women. And I can't think of a worse person for them to start honestly, talking to. I just like yeah, all just right. a more disinterested person. No, no. You are polite, you are polite. I'm but polite, but polite, I... Very distantly, coldly polite. <laughs> <laughs> there's such a nice vibe when everyone's around her. I mean, especially when we finally had our wedding party after COVID. Yeah, massively. She was, a, she was a star of the show and she was so happy just to be handed around. I think I'm really proud of how you have been with her as well. That's one of the best bits about being a dad is, is seeing your growth and development and how you were so worried. It was like, oh, I'll be on eggshells all the time. And you, but you've transferred a really calm demeanour to Polly and you've given her so much confidence and belief that it's yeah it's, it's amazing to, to see her bring that sort of energy for lack of a better word yeah. into a room you're right like obviously we didn't have a great end to my pregnancy we are going to cover that in another episode that's something that I was really worried about because I she was brought into this world with a lot of anxiety and stress and worry and my worry was I would almost like transfer that to her I was obviously we were worried about her weight we were worried about her putting on weight and we were worried about worried about her getting into the world safely and somehow both of us we've managed to just ensure that like I think we've kind of just got each other's backs like we don't overly worry about I've got a relatively cool demeanour you have always got you've got the cool coolest demeanour I'm the reactive one in the relationship everyone I'm the one that goes oh my fucking god about whatever it is and Will's the one that's like pragmatic and goes well hang on a minute if we think about it like this and I'm going oh my oh yeah hang on a minute yeah that makes sense we balance each other out and something you said as well that kind of just stuck with me there as well was when you said how much joy she brings to other people and how much people love her I think that's something that's really surprised me as well like obviously objectively I was like oh I know that people would love her but then actually seeing it in the flesh and actually seeing how much joy she actually does bring to people and seeing like especially family members how much they love her I'm like oh my god she's not this sounds, not, this, not just our baby yeah, yeah this is, I was about to say this sounds really churlish to say but it's, she's not just ours Obviously, we are her parents, but she's not just ours. And she really brings almost like fire to the belly of the people that sometimes you don't really see much emotion from them, not naming any names whatsoever. Just to see people just melt in front of her is really amazing to see a different side of people. So I guess this is quite a big question. Do you think from having Polly, our relationship has changed? It's quite multifaceted question and is it is a case of like yes and no mm. i feel that there's a sort of a complete new level yeah i think i think really me changing as a as a person and you changing as a person has also affected that and it's grown naturally i don't, I don't think you could ever really have imagined the relationship being the same yeah as it as it was before so when you say changed i feel more it's grown as opposed to to change i think that that began really with the last month of pregnancy you know the cliche is like everyone's like oh when the baby's born it changes and all of that stuff for me after 32 weeks of the pregnancy for me that's when like everything clicked everything changed and your priorities really shift for me it became a lot more this is my family and it 
it's above everything else. I think it, it's changed both of our outlooks on work-life balances as well and mm. how to manage them effectively. But I think we work really hard to, to keep Will and Ella as well as Will, Will Ella and Polly. And obviously, I, th- I think we put more work into our relationship, not because there's anything going wrong, but because you need to. There's only so much capacity you have, and all of a sudden you had all of this capacity for each other, and then Polly just comes and whacks into that space. Yeah. And all of a sudden you've got to concentrate that capacity so much more to stay at the same level together. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we we work really hard at that. I, I would agree. I think it's m- much more of like a conscious choice, whereas before we barely ever argued, obviously we bicker and stuff but like because we were always together or we always had weekends together and evenings together it was very easy to make that quality time whereas now you know Polly is all consuming any child is so it's like we really have to work at it and I think it's naive to think actually that anyone's romantic relationship marriage or whatever it looks like for people isn't going to change and obviously there are parts of us that haven't it was a very key piece of advice i think especially from my my mum was she said like you you're gonna have a baby now and it's gonna be a massive part of like you're you're gonna have a family now remember you're also two people as well yeah that, that brought, you know and it's really important to maintain that as well as an identity and I, I think it's something we've really taken on board. With the relationship stuff, I think, to be honest, it's going to be something that's going to be just ever-changing, isn't it? With every phase, every age, every new thing that she does, every kind of challenge or joy, it's just always going to be fluctuating. Isn't it? And it's always going to be something that we need to work on. I feel like, whereas before it was so easy and second nature because we had that time, we had the... We always had carved out time well, for each didn't other. Have a, we had a relatively un- Undivided attention. Undivided attention, that's it. And now our attention, we need to divide our attention. Um, Stop Polly licking windows and eating off the floor. Literally, that is our life. So, yeah, so we need to... So, like, for example, sometimes when we're so tired in the week, it's all we can do to, like, sit on the couch and kind of, like, we're near each other and together... But conversation is quite slow. It's sometimes easier just to go on TikTok. And it's not because we don't like each other. We don't want to talk to each other, but we're so tired. But then, like, last night, we didn't have the TV on. We weren't on our phones. And we just had the nicest night. We were talking for, like, four hours. Mostly about Tory cafes, <laughs> like, <laughs> screwing everyone. Yeah. I think they say the first year is the hardest. And I, I don't know whether that's marriage or whether that's... I don't know what that pertains I don't to. Know. I think it's a lot of people have a... It's another thing you'll learn as a parent, anyone listening, is everyone's got an opinion. Yeah. So just filter. Just filter. Like, let, let people say what they want to say, but... You have to do what works for you. Yeah. And if something doesn't resonate with you and it doesn't work for your family, then just don't... Don't bloody do it. Obviously, there's lots to look forward to in our future. I think the first the first time I kind of realised that was I was, you know, with Polly, I was really living week to week, moment to moment, and I hadn't really thought too much into the future because I was so focused on, like, basically, especially in the newborn days and very early days, was kind of, like, not getting through it, but, like, surviving them and doing them well or as well as I could or well as we could. And it wasn't until we went on a holiday and I was, like, sitting there on the little deck chair and Polly was in my lap and I thought, oh, my God, think about how many family holidays we've got in the future I don't know how long it's going to be cool for her to go on holiday with her parents we must
must have a good tens at least of family holidays to look forward to with her and that's just one aspect of her childhood that I'm like I can't wait because my family holidays you know sometimes they were when I say lavish I mean like abroad and sometimes they weren't so lavish which you know would have been a caravan in in Devon but they were equally as memory filled and amazing to me and I just can't wait to build those those memories with her when we went to Devon in August this year with her I got really excited that it started raining because I was my opinion was like it was her first proper British summer proper, holiday British, like endure this. the weather is going to be crap and we'll make the most of it I'm looking forward to the the cringing stuff that made up some of my childhood. Mm. I find it really funny when it happens to her as well. Yeah, you're going to make her go on walks. Have a walk. Have yeah. a walk for no reason. <laughs> for me, a walk, a good walk is like one that's like A to B. It's like, right, we're going to go for a really lovely long walk and then we're going to end up at this pub and we're going to go for a drink or we're going to go for a lovely pub lunch or something or we're going to go on this route and then when we get home, we're going to watch this film or there needs to be some kind of like resolution. I'm not just going on a fucking walk. You know what I mean? But I think you're going to make her do that. I think that's going to be... I'll, I'll sum it up. Sort of, with, with lockdown, I went in like a, a young a young man at the start of lockdown. <laughs> and I, I came out with a wife, a baby, grey hair and glasses. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like a, lot, a, lot has, a lot has happened in the last two years. And I wouldn't change any of it. But I think, yeah, I, I found I truly want to be... <laughs> I, I started wearing New Balance trainers before I was a dad. Like I, I dressed for the job I wanted, not the job I had. <laughs> Watching Polly grow up and doing things with her that she'll enjoy, you know, something as simple as go, going swimming with her and stuff like that, I, I really enjoy. Certainly, I've, I've noticed a few of our friends are now getting engaged and taking the same sort of steps that we did. So, yeah, ho- hopefully being able... <laughs> well, well, being able to like help my friends as well when they take the same steps that we did because I've, I've had great people I've been able to speak to and I hope to be able to do that for other people because like no one knows the answers you go you go into parenting and it doesn't matter like how many books you've read or whatever the babies will do something insane and you'll be like I have no idea what I'm doing and it's nice to hear from someone else that they have no idea what they're doing as well. Yeah. So I, I hope to be able to... The non-wisdom. Yeah. The, just the support. Yeah. Yeah. And and it is really important to, to be able to ask for help yeah. as well when you need it. And obviously I know not everyone goes on that same journey of, you know, meeting someone and then it ends in marriage and then it ends in children. Like, that's not for everyone. But even the people without children have been a great... Some people have, without children have that don't even want children have been amazing support to us we just can't wait for that can we just to support our friends in the same way that we've been supported if that's what they need this is a good little segue into this question what is your biggest advice what's your best advice to those dads to be who may be expecting who are very early doors with the parenthood what's your kind of daddy-o tips do what works for you you might get all the advice in the world but if there's something weird you do that makes your baby chuckle or something like that do what works for you that will bring you two together don't try and shoehorn in like someone to do this because xyz like just do what works for you make sure like at least one of you or your partner if you're in a partnership if you can one of you get some sleep at least it makes coherent decision making so much easier oh my god so much easier um 
I know a lot of people will be like sleep with a baby sleeps and that's not always possible but if you if you can try and ensure at least one of you has got some sleep it it makes life way easier and if you want to get points or something maybe offer to take the baby in the morning yeah we love that we love that we love it when daddy wakes up with polly no but i think that's important though the sleep thing because i've I've heard i don't know whether it's like a myth i don't know anyone who actually does this but i've heard of people who and again you have to do what works for you but i've heard of people who say everything is going to be 50 percent, and if and if i'm up in the night then you're up in the night and to me that's fucking mad because like why would you both if one of you can sleep why would you both put yourself through being up doesn't it make more sense one of the parents sleeps even though it's annoying that you know that the other person's sleeping and you're not it makes more sense surely for the other person to sleep because then they're more compartmentous in the morning they can make you breakfast and they can wait on you hand and foot basically and that's pretty much how we did the first like at least the first few weeks like we wouldn't do shifts if i would go to sleep eight till eleven and then will would have her and then I would be up pretty much. I like, think it's important to caveat that with we were in a relatively unique situation due to Polly's size and how regularly she needed to feed. Yeah. Like when she came home, it was feeding every 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And that was nonstop. And that meant that. I was up all night. Yeah, literally. And I would try and take her for a couple of hours. Well, that's the thing. I don't think I would have been able to function. Like, neither of us would have been able to function if, if I'd, I'd said, like, Will, you need to stay up with me. It just doesn't make any sense. I think sleep is the one thing that's, like, the hardest thing. That, it's it, it's, it's that like, whole thing. You'll never sleep again. Like... We do, though. But the thing is, the thing is, it's an ever-changing beast, isn't it? Because, like, for example, the last two nights, Polly slept through 12 hours, 12 and a half hours, which... Is is, you know, thinking back to those early days when she was waking up every 45 minutes seems crazy to me. However, tonight, like obviously it's not going to come across in the podcast, but like she has woken up twice during this the recording. They just keep you on your toes. I don't think you can ever feel complacent with how a baby's going to be. Further advice from me, time literally does fly. The thing you do one second a, a day. Yeah, the one second a day. Yeah, that got got recommended to me. And it's not until you watch it back after a few months that it really hits you how much they change and how quickly they change. Mm. Because it will seem like no time's gone at all. And all of a sudden, yeah, she's she's biting your ankles. Maybe in the early days, find a good single-player game. (laughs) My my reference probably was um, the original Grand Theft Auto. You can't commit to the boys and cod in the same way no, anymore you can't um, you can't I've, I've recently tried again and unfortunately like it doesn't matter how what kind of kill streak you're on polly starts crying you've, you've got cry, to end it yeah you've got to end it you can't you've got to leave you know for context those will understand like it doesn't matter if it's the final circle yeah if she's going to be little and she's going to sleep on your chest maybe something something like grand theft auto something with a lot of moving lights and stuff because when she does wake up she seems to enjoy that yeah. but i think that's probably a pretty niche piece pretty of advice niche. pretty well yeah but what else are you gonna do like you did that i watched born born every minute i appreciate that advice um, i think it's pretty good yeah and i mean like, i know it's really hard for a lot of guys but like do your best to listen. Do do your very best to listen. And it's harder than you think it is because when you're tired or you come back from work or something, sometimes the last thing you want to do is sit down and listen. And it sounds really callous saying it. Sometimes you just want to go and sit down for 10 minutes or something. But if your partner's been trying to care for a baby all day, make the time 
to hear about how that day was. Mm. Um, it, is, it is really important to make sure your partner is valued and not just the baby. I yeah. try to do that. It's probably not always yeah. obvious, yeah. but do make time for each other. No, I, I appreciate it. And Will always does listen to me, especially when, like, you know, even when I've had a good day, when I've had a bad day with Polly. Not a bad day, but, like, a challenging day, I should say. And it's always really important to me because you come home thing is yeah when when obviously like will goes out to work and i work in the home and i'm doing all the childcare as well during the day he comes home with all these you know he's been somewhere what i think is like quite exotic for lunch and he's met these people and he saw this person on the train and he's got he's got a whole day of stories whereas my day <laughs> can be quite <laughs> you make me sound really interesting well yeah you know what i mean though and then, yeah. and then I got like, well, I woke up and then we went to take Sainsbury's and then she, I did some work in her nap and it can be quite samey, but... I fact, love that. But but this is the <laughs> thing, but you, you, I feel like you let my day hold the same value that yours does. It does. Like, I, I, I really think you need to work on this. Looking after Polly is a full-time job and you do an amazing job. And when you haven't been able to work on any of your other bits and bobs you do on the side or your actual work or some, whatever whatever you've got going on as well as Polly, if you've had a challenging day and you haven't done as, as much as you wanted to do of that, you have not wasted anything. You've achieved looking after and caring for our our baby Mm. that's an entire full-time job and the fact you could do stuff like podcasts on the side whilst also maintaining a client base insane and i I think you hold yourself to such a high standard that anyone comes in and like when i talk to my friends and stuff they're just like how how do you have time the drive to keep doing what you're doing because it is mental like i crash trying to do what you do i think it's incredible find find someone that is brilliant as my wife good luck um, Maybe find someone who's the biggest cheerleader ever. I promise you I didn't uh, pay him to say any of that. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's another whole conversation in there about like toxic productivity. I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll figure that out another time. But it's quite late now and we've been really wanting to record this podcast for a really long time, haven't we? And we've had, we've recorded it like once and it was just not, it was just, we didn't want to put it out because it wasn't the right energy. I think it, it it became a telling the story of from when we conceived Polly through well, to like the, that, the that episode details. was it just became the story of yeah. us because it, I think it was quite therapeutic that we were able to voice all of this stuff that we'd done that we'd never really talked about together. Any of the questions just got pushed aside because yeah. I, I think we spent yeah a good we, few hours just recanting. It's not necessarily a story that I'd want to share with exactly. everyone as well. Yeah, I don't think we're quite ready for that anyway. So we, we kept it and it was therapeutic for like personally. I'm glad that we've done this again. I'm glad that we finally recorded the last episode of the first season of hopefully of many of you still so i just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who has listened it still takes me by surprise where when people say oh i listen to your podcast or oh yeah i listen every week or someone said i listen every week i was like what you do what like people set aside time in their day to listen to this podcast just blows my mind and I massively appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on. I really love you so much. And you're an amazing dad. Hopefully we'll have another episode at some point in the future. Thank you so much. And I will catch you in the next season. 
Thank you for joining me for this episode of You Still. You can join the community and keep up to date with all new episodes by following at You Still Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to get in touch to tell me how I'm doing, suggest new guests, or let me know which topics you'd like me to cover, email youstillpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you.